GM VM VM GM. I'm CD Demisio, publisher of Vagabond Magazine, and welcome to Web3 Lifestyle Space. Joined by my co-hosts today, Riona Morgan and Er Donaldson, who have taken time from Labor Day to join us here, VM GM. VM GM, you guys, how's it going? Happy Labor Day. VM GM, happy Labor Day. MGM, good to see you all. You know, I think we're the only country in the world that celebrates Labor Day on the first Monday in September.、Uh, the rest of the world all celebrates it on May first, May Day, which is Labor Day. But、uh, no matter what country you're in, thanks for thanks for your labor. Especially, I, th- I think Labor Day should be a, a day to celebrate moms and the days they have to go into labor. <laughs> It's just always been my thought. Anyway. Uh, it's a silly thought. So, what are you guys doing on this fine day? Do you have barbecue plans? Hanging out with the family? What's going on? I am writing. I'm working on a new project, and I just really thought that this weekend would be a great weekend to just settle in and get in the zone and write, write, write. And I wrote four thousand words yesterday. So, very exciting. I'm jealous, Rihanna. I、uh, I am not writing.、Uh, we're actually going through some pretty big changes on the home front. We're selling our home, and our、uh, the closing date for the sale of the house is tomorrow. So the final walkthrough was today. So we took the kids and the dogs to the park to to vacate so that the、uh, new owners could、uh, get one last good look at the property before they signed on the dotted line. So. Um, I'm actually taking a little bit of a break from writing at this point. I just finished up this novel that I've been working on for the last three months.、Uh, I got that submitted to Sci-Fi Idea, which is the sponsor of a contest currently going on about the concept of a Dyson sphere. So,、um, really stoked about the piece. Easily the best thing I've ever written.、Um, hopefully, we're always improving, but this one I, I really. Put a lot of heart and soul into it, so enjoying a little bit of a reprieve after that sixty thousand word project over three months. Wow, that's super impressive,、uh, Er. I、uh, actually met George Dyson. I think George Dyson,、um, not the vacuum cleaner Dyson. I, I think it's the same guy, actually. But、uh, anyway, I met that guy one time. His、uh, son lives in Bellingham, where I lived and worked on radio for a long time. But anyway, it, it sounds like a busy. Busy week and Riona four thousand words, amazing.、Um, er sixty thousand words. Me, I just woke up. <laughs> But hey,、uh, you know I should announce both of you guys have new positions with Vagabond Magazine. We did a little bit of a restructure and reshuffle. Riona Morgan, congratulations! You are now editor in chief of Vagabond Magazine, a, a job that you've been doing for a while.、Um, But the the title is now yours, well deserved. And ER, you are our managing editor now. Congratulations to you, my friend. That's a, it's exciting for both of you. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm just glad to be part of the team, and you know, I can't I can't think of someone better to report to than Rihanna here. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited, and I didn't、um, expect that kind of. Promotion, <laughs> so that's wonderful and beautiful, and we make a great team. And ER and CD, we've just been working together for a long time here, and it's just, it's going to be amazing. And I cannot wait for all of the beautiful things we're going to create together. I feel the same. I mean, the three of us working together.、Um, of course, we're working also with Quanta, 
our fashion editor and with Cryptoversal, our literary editor. Uh, I guess neither of them could join us today. Quanta, we hope your your partner feels better. Uh, some viral illness going on there. Uh, we're sorry to hear. But uh, the three three of us, anyway, it's a it's a powerhouse, you know, pyramid of power. Let's say, and if you don't believe that, check. Or if you don't know that, or if you want proof of that. Just have a look at the latest issue of Vagabond Magazine, which hit the streets a few days ago. It is amazing. It is such a good, ed- I, you know, I say this every time, which is how it should be. We should be getting better. But this is our best issue of Vagabond yet. And uh, I'm super excited. We'll talk about it a little bit more today. I see Dylan has joined us. Dylan, we're happy to have you up uh, on the stage if you want to come up and uh, update us on things or, or just to hang out. But anyway, um so yeah, the, congratulations to both you guys on the promotions. I'm excited to be working with you. And you know, the, the pay raises were insane at Vagabond Magazine. Everybody got a raise. Uh, we, we quadrupled everybody's pay. Oh, just quadrupled. I'm pretty sure mine's like a thousand percent plus. <laughs> we are having a ball, that's for certain. <laughs> well, uh, before we dive into the magazine, was there anything in Web3 in particular you guys were looking at this week? What's going on with Web3 Lifestyle? What are you guys seeing? I'll defer to Riona here real quick, um, you know, just because IRL stuff has been really the, the focus on my, on my mind. I've, uh, I, I was inspired by a piece I read online just recently. I forget the, the exact name of it, but I uh, started going back and reading some classics here. I was uh, reading... Um, Mark, Marcus Aurelius is the the version of his um, his notes I, I'm reading is called the Emperor's Handbook, and uh, really got me is getting me inspired. Uh, it's it's kind of like my morning devotional these days. But I'm thinking, you know, uh, for the for the Web three philosophy angle, um, it, it's got some gears turning. So I'm thinking about the next thing that we'll be doing for uh, for the October issue here. But you know, other than that, really focused on the big changes that are going on. In, in my life. So, um, you know, Rihanna, hopefully you, you have a little bit more insight in uh, the community than I do right now. I, I know a few things that are going on. I know that there's some big Web3 happenings in Korea right now. Um, I know that, that the team at Storyverse, they're on the plane on the way to go do that. I, I get the sense from listening to them talk about it that it's like NFT NYC. So that's great. Um, it's expanding worldwide. And I know that Sasha Styles was involved in a curation activity for a new magazine, um, but it's more of a literary zine, like literary book book um magazine featuring um some literary people but also then um some artistic people and so it's more it's more of an an art based like the arts based web three magazine and i i know that because one of my poems was selected to be in this magazine and so i i was just blown away like i literally i'd never done anything like that and and i submitted it thinking oh well we'll see and but it really um i'll see if i can find the the information on 
this new publication and share it here so that we can all all be aware of it. And then maybe um, we'll do a feature on them uh, through Roving with Rihanna. And then there's a huge, um, I feel like being on Twitter, there's a huge um, influx or not, I'm trying to find the right word. I don't know whether it's, I want to say uprising, but uprising seems uh, to have a negative connotation. It's more the artists are really sort of rising. Um, lots of photographers, lots of um, creators, and and um, John Knopf is really um, spearheading that movement. And it just seems like, like a beautiful, um, a beautiful rising of this talent. And so... Uh, Web three is not going anywhere. In fact, I really feel like it's it's the the people who are really dedicated and passionate about it are are digging in and being like, no, we love it here, and we are going to make certain that this rises and we all rise together. So, going back to the rising tides lifts all boats, and so yeah, it's wonderful. So there's lots of things going on. I'm very excited about it. That's awesome. You know, um, yeah. There is a lot going on. And hey, ER, I think earlier when you said you're selling your house, I hit a laugh emoji instead of a uh, clap emoji. Uh, you know, I wasn't laughing at you selling your house. <laughs> I had to laugh at me laughing at it. Anyway, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on in Web3. And Web3 isn't going to go anywhere. You know, there's Web3 is so broad. And, you know, just the things that Riona talked about, you know, you have, you have what's going on in, in South Korea right now, you have artists, you have poets, you have photographers and writers, you have Mr. Beast, who's one of the biggest YouTubers out there. He's promoting uh, Creator League, which uses blockchain tech. Um, you know, you have things like, well, Deadfellas is launching something called Culture on Chain. If you guys aren't, aren't familiar with Deadfellas, it's a, an OG PFP project. Now, I think, I think PFP projects, most of them are going to die. Um, and that might raise some people's hackles, but I think there's so many of them, it's inevitable. You know, they say at the moment, you know, in terms of trading NFTs, there's something like 5,000 active wallets. Um, and probably every person who's active has at least two or three, plus there's bots. So, you know, if there's 20,000 trades being made, there's probably 5,000 wallets actually that are involved, 5,000 individuals, which isn't much, but here's the thing. I just wrote a piece last night. Um, well, I, I wrote it a few days ago, but I published it last night. And it was, it was about the fact that the NFT promise, there were, there were two big promises that came with NFTs that we were really excited about that sort of like birthed the Web3 culture. And those two promises, the first was sharing in the profits, sharing in the company, you know, being able to like buy an NFT and have it sort of be like a share. And the SEC and the FTC basically said, nope, boom, you can't do that. So all the projects that were birthed with that premise have suffered a lot. And then the second one was royalties, that projects would collect royalties and be able to use those royalties to drive value back to the holders. OpenSea and Blur have largely killed the royalties thing. We all love royalties. We think royalties are important. We think that we should be able to have royalties as writers, as creatives, uh, as artists and photographers. But the truth is the marketplaces didn't enforce it. The protocols didn't enforce it. So the royalties thing is, is gone. We have to just count it as dead. But 
people have looked at a lot of that and they've said, hey, Web3 is dead as a result of that. NFTs are dead as a result of that. But nothing could be further from the truth because what happened is communities formed around these ideas, around shared interests, communities like Storyverse and the First Verse and Vagabond Magazine and PageDAO and Yuga, for that matter, you know, the Bored Apes. Um, and you can find these strong communities that all still exist in Vagabond Magazine we still exist. We're still here because the communities are the important part. So the, the community formation and the ability for these communities to intermingle, to share ideas, to cross pollinate ideas, to do different things. That's one side benefit that wasn't seen that, that emerged and is real and isn't going to go away. And the other one is something that as writers and creatives, something that really we love, and that's the ability to interact with our audience in new ways, interact with the people who are involved in our work, to, to involve them more in our work, to have to let the, the consumers of creativity actually be a part of the creativity itself and have greater access to the creatives and, and things like that. And that's like what, Riona, what you posted with John Knopf, and, you know, I think you found that also in your writing, both of you. So... Those are the two things that I think have saved Web3 and will keep Web3 going. And there's a lot going on in the world beyond just people buying and selling NFTs, making money with NFTs. Money is secondary when you're a creative. Creating is primary. But I'll stop talking now. That was a big block of text, a verbal block of text from me. I definitely agree. I definitely agree that the that the being able to be a creative and having that creative space, like the freedom to do that, and then the community. But then also, I really feel like down the line, maybe tomorrow even, there will be people that are realizing, oh, this ownership capability, this collectability capability of all of these beautiful things. Because we've talked in the past about how people are natural collectors. They love people, including myself, love to collect and own and have these things that are impactful to them and that mean things to them. And so I, I love that I have Agabon magazine in my wallet and I love that I have some of ER's work in my wallet and, and CD's work in my wallet. And so I just, I, I love that. And I, and I think ahead, you know, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and I will still have those, they will still be mine. And so the, the ownership is is also a key piece, I think, that is is really going to be impactful going forward. I couldn't agree more, Riona. And and I'm I'm in the same boat, right? Like I've always been a collector, trading cards, comic books, uh, paperbacks. You know, even even a few uh, um, less than uh, reputable hardbacks that that I may have shed when when I got married. But I'm I'm always, you know, I'm still developing my little library. That's really the way that I look at my NFT collection. It's my vers my my virtual library. It's my virtual catalog. I um you know I do want to go back. You know, see. And, and and thank you for, for your commentary on the on the royalty situation because you know from a creator standpoint that is a dang shame you know that was one of the things that was most disappointing in my experience with soul type which you can read about in uh the latest issue of vagabond that just dropped uh but magic eden was uh one of the places that did not require uh individual selling to um submit the royalties to the author i will say though however that i was 
very pleased by the number of individuals who were trading that still selected the, hey, I'm, I'm going to share, you know, maybe not the desired royalty, but a portion of the royalty back um, on a fr on the, uh, the couple freemans that I did there. So I'm still optimistic. I hope that someone somewhere is going to figure that out so that, uh, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. Um, I recognize that's a bit of idealism on my part, but that was one of the things that really made this space cool. However, you know, as as you said, Riona, you know, the, the collection aspect is still there. And as you mentioned, CD, the, the engagement and the community building is still there. And I think that both of those veins are still running very strong and powerful and, and have me excited to see where this is going to go. Yeah. And, and the other thing is that, you know, Web3 being dead is sort of ridiculous because it encompasses so much more than just PFPs. It encompasses so much more than NFTs, than um you know, it, it, it encompasses so much more. It, what it is, Web3 at this point, is these communities of decentralized people working together to create cool shit, whether it's fashion, whether it's art, whether it's um, magazines. But with that, why don't we dive into the issue? We have a blockbuster issue that we uh, dropped just a few days ago, and it's sitting there, and we can sort of like just have some commentary first of all i want to shout out to cryptoversal for that cover this month um this was our literary issue we decided you know every issue we have like a, a loose theme that we sort of try to stick with this was the second annual literary issue and we asked cryptoversal our literary editor to come up with a cover and this is what he came up with and i absolutely love it it's so uh ready player one and books and it just really hits everything what do you guys think about that cover when you look at it oh dude it's so freaking cool yeah no I, I like the ready player one vibe and i'm just like oh yeah no that's uh you know my virtual library right there you know um organization capability included unfortunately but no it's 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 a beautiful piece of cover art um you know well, I'm so jealous. Uh, really makes me want to amp up some of my game when uh, when I'm working uh, in my various platforms. But no, he did a great job. Oh, I think so too. I, I I in fact, it, when I saw that, I was like, that's exactly how I envision it. Like there's the reader, and then there's all of these possibilities just around them, and how amazing that is going to be because technology is really going to enhance the reading experience. And so I think we're going to add this, this next piece to freedom of creation, community ownership, and then what reading is going to become. There's going to be so many virtual ways that we can have communications with the author communications with characters and all of this done in this virtual world so it's just it's so exciting and that cover really made me think of all of those possibilities riona you've got to dive into that's the first time i've i, I have to admit i've heard that phrase freedom of creation ownership where did that come from that is awesome me i just wrote it down <laughs> just the second <laughs> Because I'm like, I should do an article on this. This would be really good. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wrote it down. It's a Riona Morgan uh, original. You heard it here first. <laughs> Freedom of creation. I mean, ultimately, that is kind of what drives me in the Web3 space completely is freedom to create. Not just 
the freedom to like sit down with a pen and pencil, but to like put it out there and to share it with the world and to collaborate. You know, collaborative storytelling has long been a, a thing that has really uh, gotten me excited about about the Web three space. But anyway, freedom of creation movement. I love it, Riona. That, that's such a good such a good statement. All right, so we can move on. Uh, we'll open up the magazine, and of course, you see our masthead with our contributing writers. Uh, we have not updated the masthead yet with the new roles, but we will do that for the October November issue. And then we get into our beautiful table of contents. The table of contents, when you look at it, it just speaks. Um, and a big part of the reason why is because that Storyverse ape that's there. Riona, I love that you had added him in there. Yeah, thank you. Well, I saw that when we were going through when I was doing my final read, and I was like, there's some white space there. I have a fellow that will work perfectly. And so that is Jameson Haynes. He's the star of my story verse chasing shadows the devil you know story so when is that coming actually well i'm not allowed to say <laughs> there's so many amazing things going on with story verse behind the scenes and i did speak with story verse about having them be a guest today um, but they're on their way to Korea, like I said. And so maybe next Monday, we'll be able to have a representative from Storyverse jump in and, and talk a little bit about all the amazing things that they are doing. And so um, I can say that the founder of Storyverse, um, he is the founder, creator of Farmville. And so he's got these amazing ideas. He's always coming up with these um, brilliant approaches and how to um, create this and expand the the reach of Storyverse and expand the the foundation and and um, creative world that they're putting together. And so it's hard to describe everything, um, but yeah, the. Um, the release of Chasing Shadows is um, coming, but it's it's not um, not at the point where it can be discussed. Roger that. Okay, so moving on, we've got my publisher's desk note. Um, now, on that, there was just a couple of things. I talk about this program, BMGM, which we are endeavoring to do every Monday at this time. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell the world, share it, and spread it. We want, we want you to come and be part of this conversation, but we will be doing this every Monday, even on Labor Day. Uh, I also talk about the fundraising that I was trying to do for Maui. Uh, it didn't go really well. Notes from nowhere. We, with Create Tokyo, we created a, um, a special edition of my book, and we published it where people could buy it with fiat, they could, you know, which is cash, or they could buy it with crypto, and all of the proceeds go to Maui Mutual Aid. We were a little late getting it out. You know, there was a lot of a lot of fundraisers already, but we did manage to um, raise about 50 bucks. And so I donated 100 bucks to uh, to Maui Mutual Aid. And I wanted to be really transparent with that. So I published those in the magazine where, where everybody could see. Um, and we did that. Also, you can check out the sales report. And since it's blockchain, you can go to Create Tokyo and see how many editions sold and things like that. But we're going to keep that open and hopefully it'll provide more aid because there's still issues on the ground you know there's there's been a lot of help but uh so that was the publisher's page but then we moved on to something really cool which was our first thread the story 
And Thread the Story was an idea that Quanta came up with. And the idea is that each person can contribute five words and you, you have to wait for three other people to contribute before you can contribute something else. And the, the idea was just to see what emerged. We set a time limit. We have one of these going on right now in the Vagabond Magazine Discord. Uh, come join us there and you can participate in the next Thread the Story. And you can get credit in Vagabond Magazine as one of our writers, just like happened here. But ER, you've got a pretty dramatic voice. Will you read uh, Putrid Rotting Plagues Her for us? Oh, sure. Yep, no, my pleasure. Okay. Putrid rotting plagues her. The woman lifted her hand. She tried to grab it. Missed, but hit the blue urn instead. It tumbled, spilling onto the white carpet below. Her husband's recently cremated ashes bloomed skyward, creating a fog of iridescent crystal dust. Some someone calling at this hour what the nerve it's wine time now now the old now the oldsters gather ominously the time traveling keepers of what will be and what lies will be told catastrophe ensues the dark secrets from her dream are they real or is this deception of her mind brought on by the hypnotic fog Sarah screams as ice-cold metal touches her shoulder. The smell of, of ham putrid rot, rotting plagues her. She glances at the metallic hand. Is that his ring? Where time does fly, the heartache. I mean, it's chilling. Like, And the, the fact that you have, you know, a bunch of writers, you've got N.W., uh, B.T. Dwayne, Plute Stars, Arian Tupon, myself, Riona, Cryptoversal, Quanta, um, you know, everybody contributed and no one contributed like really a full cohesive thought. And yet we came up with this sort of chilling, um, chilling narrative. Uh, and Riona Morgan, you actually created the artwork for this piece. It's just absolutely beautiful. Um, thank you so much for that. And I guess I should talk about the fact that we have recently moved Discord servers. So if you're looking for us on our old server, uh, you will find the link to our new server, which I'm also going to post that in the next very soon, um, as soon as I stop talking for a while. But we've got a new uh, shiny, beautiful Vagabond Magazine Discord server. It's just dedicated to Vagabond Magazine, to VMGM. And we know building things in the bear market are, is hard. But we want a place that you guys can call home, that you can talk about Web3 lifestyle, you can talk about all the all the things that interest you. So come join us on the Vagabond Magazine Discord server. I'll post it up in the nest for us. Uh, Riona and ER, I keep seeing Dylan, he pops in and out, but he must be working today. But anyway, what do you guys think of the new server? How's it look for you guys? I mean, I'm loving it. I, uh, you know, again, just coming off my big project, it was actually really good timing for me to, to get fresh with something <laughs> new. 
Um, I invited some of my friends there already and uh, already got one of them in the next thread the story, liking where this is going and noticing it's my, my turn to post again. I finally have permission. So um, love this concept, love that this is going to be an ongoing feature, uh, but I think this is going to be something really cool um, and is going to allow us to really start off fresh and, and build this new community into what we're trying to shape it up to be, which is, you know, uh, more than just a magazine, but a place where we can really share, you know, in our mutual uh, futuristic lifestyle here. I agree. The Discord, the Discord seems clean and accessible and welcoming. And so I just, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I love being able to just jump in and chat with people and, and spend some time um, building those relationships there. Goes back to our community, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've learned a lot about Discord over the past couple of years. I've spent lifetimes on it and on different servers. And so the old, which still exists now, it's the Baltism server. But uh, that one that one had so many channels and so much going on. It was so busy. There were so many different things happening there. You know, every project that I started or became involved in, like, had basically a section. And so this one, I just want to keep it simple and easy you know we basically got a general chat channel and then we've got you know some informational channels that have like links and things like that and then we've got thread the story like keep it simple and we can just have it that way um so anyway i did finally post that up in the nest uh but we can move on to uh cryptoversal again he didn't make it today apparently some some family things going on with him uh on this labor day probably barbecuing or something like that but he actually uh is our lit editor and so he posted the lit space this week you guys did you get a chance to read it i did get a chance to look at it I, and you know i really liked the what i felt was an honest tone you know taken towards the situation around nfts but i, I, I like that he had a a positive um lift there at the end and i gotta say that i i do agree with it again i will admit that i tend to be a bit of an idealist but um, i feel like he lays out a very compelling argument there i do too i i appreciated that he talked about the new protocol the erc 6551 and talked about how it's a crypto wallet that is allowed to be controlled by an nft um, which is held in another crypto wallet and so it feels like he took a complicated issue and and made it be um, digestible for um, his readers. And so I thought that was really good. And then I also like that he spoke about the quest of evolution and how they've partnered with T2. And um, for um, people listening now or in the future, the quest of evolution is a decentralized platform that provides a framework for writers and creatives to collaborate on multimedia projects. And so Quest of Evolution, you can be a writer or an architect of a writer, or architect of a story. And then once you've done that, they add a musician and they add an artist. And so then your creative work has three prongs to it that then people in the future can add to and augment and amplify. And so that's what Quest of Evolution is doing. And then T2 they are building a 
reward for reading system and their collaborating T2 and Quest of Evolution. So I really like that he included all of those things. And his last sentence, the state of NFTs as a medium is bullish. And so he's very excited going forward, just like we are. So wonderful. Yeah, I just as a, you know, a guy who was focused on media studies and anthropology and university. I just love that he opened up talking about Marshall McLuhan. Um, and Marshall McLuhan, his famous quote is, the medium is the message. And this is so, it's such an important statement, you know. And for those who aren't familiar, the medium is the message means that when people were using letters to communicate back and forth, that was the medium. And actually, it said a lot about our civilization. And then when we moved to the telegraph, that said a lot about our civilization. When we moved to radio, that said a lot about our, tele our, our, you know, and then television and then the internet. And now the medium is Web3. Web3 is the medium. These decentralized communities, the way that we're connecting is different. And not everybody's doing it yet, but the medium is the message. And so I love that he opened with that and with this like huge, huge idea that can be encapsulated in that and took it right to where it needed to be, which is the state of NFTs as a medium is bullish because every day I'm learning new things. You know, last night I published on Nuance for the first time, which is on ICP, the internet computer, um, Definity. So that was, and that was a pretty cool experience. I published on T2 last week after our space. That was a new experience. And it's so cool to see the medium is still expanding. People are still discovering what the use cases are for it. Hey, Indefatigable has joined us in the audience. I'm going to invite you up, dude. I invited you to be our special guest today. If you want to, you can be. But right now we're talking about uh, the latest issue of Vagabond Magazine and just going through it. So I'm going to flip the page. And now, ER, we move to your retrospective on your soul type experience. You touched on this a little bit. Do you want to talk about that further as we move on? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll add a couple comments. I'll, I'll leave mo most of the content to what, what is written, but I, but I will, will share here that I, uh, I, I was debating whether or not to write this. Uh, you know, my experience at Soul Type and the, uh, the pieces that I published there in my Chronicles of Nether Universe are uh, incredibly foundational to me, you know, from writing itself and then from Web3. I uh, my, my first six novels published were in this Chronicles of Nether series. And then some of the first works that I ever published uh, in Web3 uh, format on the blockchain was uh, were on Solana uh, via SoulType. And those went through a couple different iterations, and, and I go through those it, through those in depth in the article. Uh, really, the article is to provide intended to provide um, a a perspective where individuals who are trying to jump into the space and maybe things aren't going quite the way that they anticipated or are just trying trying to write and be creative in general and suddenly finding that hey you know there there's more obstacles than than I thought were, would be there so you know uh you're supposed my intent is for you to find some solidarity here you know and I really took my time writing this it's a little bit of a longer article I was glad that we could fit it into this issue and I spent a lot of time with the composition and the art that that went into it you know and really uh, trying to strive toward towards my core message that we can continue to create. Um, what we have created in the past is important and is an artifact unto itself. But I think that 
really the greater value in continuous creation is that we get to up our game and you get to see higher qualities of of, of products whether it's art um whether, whether it's writing you know or or some other aspect of your your web3 experience you know any part of life uh iteration leads to uh perfection it, it leads to it leads to your growth so i'll kind of i'll kind of leave it at that um i will admit that there were some things in the um reflection on soul type that i can't stand say and i still can't say here but um i want to make it clear that i've um i look back fondly on my soul type experience and i've, I've loved every minute and i'm really looking forward to what uh, i can continue to do in this space so thanks cd for allowing me to include that in this issue Hey, it's it's great, and I mean, you said something. You had, you said a bunch of things in that piece that I thought were really important. But the one that kind of hit me the most was where you said, "I thought it was me. I thought I was deficient. If I had better stories, a bigger audience, a little something every author strives for that makes people buy their books instead of pass them by, maybe things would have turned out differently." Like, it's such a powerful statement because as a writer, especially as a writer working in Web three, like we all experience that. I mean, maybe. Maybe there's well, there's definitely writers who like sell out in an instant, and uh, I have to admit having some some envy and some I don't know how they do that, but you know I've never sold anything out in Web three, and I've had those same feelings, and I thought that that vulnerability and sharing that uh, in connection with everything else that you shared in that article made it really powerful and was really approachable so thank you for your honesty and and thanks for sharing that uh, you know everything was soul type like we don't know what's going to happen moving forward but we, we sure hope for the best hey i i appreciate the opportunity and yeah you know i you know i'll, I'll reiterate that you know my mo is not overnight success that that's not what I've experienced. I, I've had some small success. You know, I, I'm very proud of the venues and the opportunities I've had to publish and the, the small bit of recognition that I've had. But you know, I uh, you know that comes back to uh, going back going back to the computer, going back to writing, going back to creating. Um, so you know, uh, just to build off that, I, I would tell anybody listening: don't get discouraged because this is a long game. We're uh, we're working it all together. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. I'm going to echo exactly what you said. This is the long game. This is the long play. And when I first joined the Web3 space, when I published with any of these different platforms, it was really, how does it work? What are they doing? What are they bringing to the Web3 space? And um, I just really feel like that having that approach and having that learning with us all together is really great. And I love um, the pieces and things that you shared that you learned. And so it just really helps speak to what we're going to need in the future and what kind of platform we're going to need to have built and created for the writers in the, in the space. And, um, so I'm, I'm excited and I'm excited that, that page Dow is one of these places that is going to build the platform that we all need. And so, I wish I wish that that our friend um, Indy would jump up and chat with us a little bit and tell us a little bit about that. Um, but maybe we're not ready to share lots of things, and so when when we are, maybe he can jump in and tell us. 
I mean, we're all at the conceptual level here. Uh, hi, everybody. I There's some epic people in this space. I love you all so much. Um, uh, and I'm so happy to support Vagabond Magazine. I own every single copy that was ever minted on chain, on multiple blockchains. Um, yeah, and I mean, we... I think we think about this, like, from the philosophical level um, first. Like, what is it we're doing? You know, what's happening? So I think approaching it from curiosity. Uh, what is the technology capable of? Who are the players? How do we support each other in this in this evolving technological world? Um, and And there's some really, really cool patterns that have emerged that some are new manifestations of very old things. Um, even this conversation here, uh, I can imagine an old Parisian salon where some really pe cool people are hanging out like on the chaise lounge and like talking over whatever. Um, they're all like expats and erudite, whatever. Um, but, and, you know, it's really, really important. I think that we, um, keep the human element in in our discussions and i i think looking at the uh, looking at the Im unbelievable uh er donaldson retrospective on soul type which is so important i i can't even like not only does it look cool i mean it's got like the cool graphics and the cool layout and the storytelling is so human and and like direct in its language is like, but also entertaining. So it's got like a lot of elements that a lot of people can learn from. Um, I work with a lot of hood people who are like really, really after the model of like blow up and get rich or die trying. And they see success stories and they're like, why not me? And um, everybody thinks that they're gonna be the next big thing. And I, I, I spend a lot of time kind of like trying to just re-educate on values when I, so like along with here's how you set up your wallet, here's what blockchain is, here's what to avoid. I'm also re trying to reframe the exercise to be one of what is it that we're actually getting out of, like where we are right now, what are we getting? What Like not what are we heading towards tomorrow necessarily, but like what is the value we're getting right now? And when we share our vulnerability, our stories, our trials, our challenges, our mini successes, like micro victories, like CD always shouts out, we're, what we're doing is we're creating like a, a healthy framework right here, right now for us to like build off of anyway. So I know technology underpins all this, but I think when I look at when I look at like say for example a new privacy versus chain, what I'm looking for is the language and leadership that points toward those kind of values because that's the thing that's going to last, not the not the snatch and grab, you know, wild west expansion kind of uh mentality. Um and it's it's an ineffable thing. It's hard to evaluate right um because people can talk that language community community wag me right and uh but it doesn't necessarily always fit in the decision making um and i i also uh the final thing in this very non-technical thing is that um 
I think a certain amount of pragmatism also is is important because it's fine and dandy for people not to talk about money making when they already have money, but when people are living, you know, hand to mouth, foot to mouth, something to mouth, check to check, whatever, no check to, <laughs> to no check. Um, you know, it's you really want to make something happen, and it's it's there's a sort of desperation and even uh, you know grind kind of mentality to to how we operate. Even in those scenarios, I think it is still really, really important to focus on what it is we have. So, like, you can feel like you have a lack of abundance, but, like, sometimes a reframing of perspective allows you to see all of the abundance you have. Like, all the information the world has ever known or close to it at your disposal. The ability to connect with people all the time and share your thoughts and hear other people's thoughts. It's like, what, how are we surrounded by so much abundance um, and ways to help other people, which is, I think, the secret to uh, abundance. I, this turned into a rant. Why are you allowing this? Why has no one unmuted and shut me up? What is happening? I'm, that's it. I'm sorry. I'm, oh, my God. Dude, nobody wants to shut you up, Robbie. When you start talking, dude, when you start feeling it, um, I just want to listen. So all I got to say is preach, my friend. And when you're on it, be on it. All right. Well, we're super happy to have you here. We're super, ha super happy that you unmuted and you came up on the stage and shared that. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll move on. I, I have so much that I could say. Um, I love the no check to check, which I don't think you said no check to check, but I like no check to check because it's like, that's, that's been my existence for a lot of my existence, no check to check. And what am I going to do now? Um, so anyway, let's, let's move on a little bit. Um, ER's piece, you got to read it. If you haven't read it, go check it out in the issue. One of the great things with Vagabond magazine is you don't even have to buy an issue to read it. You can come into the drugstore, pick it up, read the entire issue, and nobody's going to say, hey, wait, why don't you buy that? But if you do want to buy an issue, it'll support things like us buying new uh, software so that we can make a better podcast, us finally being able to pay our editors an actual amount of money at some point, and maybe to pay our writers an actual amount of money. So when you buy a copy of Vagabond Magazine, you actually are supporting Web3, the Web3 lifestyle, and the future of the space. Maybe if we sell enough copies, we'll even hire Indefatigable to come do amazing things with us because who knows what could happen. I did see that uh, E.R. Donaldson, it's interesting that he came on as managing editor of Vagabond Magazine. And in that piece, towards the end, this might have slid by people. He said, it's not like I've made my own bid yet at launching a platform for literary NFTs. So there's something to think about. Um, as you hear our space and read his article. Um, so we are not getting through the whole magazine today, and that's awesome because Quanta is not here with us, and really I want Quanta to be able to talk about uh, Squad, uh, her project. Uh, but Riona, why don't we skip over Squad and refashion this time, and maybe you can talk a little bit about Storyverse, the roving with Riona, meet the publisher aspect. You went into that a little bit, but you can you can gloss over it more if you want, or go into detail. Yeah, definitely. And so I decided with um, 
the transitioning out of summer that there are so many publishers that we know about, but we don't really know about them. And so I thought it would be really great if I did some deep dives on some different publishers. And so at this point, I think I have seven or eight publishers in the Web3 space lined up for articles in the future. And the first one that I picked out was Storyverse. They seem to be doing lots of really great things and I'm involved with them in a professional level as Rihanna Morgan, the writer. But I did want to talk a little bit about the kinds of things that they are putting together and they are gamifying their stories and how they're how they've created their platform. And so what they've done is they've opened up um, the offering for people who own these blue chip PFP pieces to mint a Storyverse pass. And once they've minted the Storyverse pass, just like um, Crypto Von Doom, he's actually the owner of the, when you look at the magazine, you'll see a picture of a board ape. He's the owner of the board ape. He minted his story pass and um, selected me as the writer. We collaborated on it to be selected as the writer for his ape. And I pitched my story to him and he was like, yep, I really like it. And um, so that that was the process of one of the ways that a writer could be involved in Storyverse. The other way is if you own your own board ape, you could be a writer for your own story. And so I talk a little bit in this piece about um, he goes by Turk online. He's a, he's an online personality, but he's also um, Troy. Um, he's a two-time Screen Actors Guild Award nominee, renowned for his role in the HBO's hit, hit show, Barry. Um, he owns his own ape, and so he's written his own story called Fez Love. And so those are two ways to be involved. One, if you own your own PFP, you can write your own story. If you have your PFP, but you don't necessarily want to be the writer, you can connect with writers that are in the Storyverse universe and they'll write a story for you. And there's lots of them coming and, and, and they've opened it up even here recently for more people to mint their Storyverse passes. And um, then once that's done, then the people who buy the, who buy the story, it's a choose your own adventure story. So as you go through the story, there's this is this is what happened with the characters, and then at the end, it gives two choices, and the reader or the collector gets to choose that choice, and then it puts them through the story in the other way. And um, lots of people are encouraged to buy a couple of them so that if they want to change their mind, because once they've made the choice, then that por that portion of it they can't go back and rechange their mind you know it's not like reading when we were kids and we'd put our fingers in the book and be like okay well this is the way we want to go and this is the way we want to go and so it really is um a very innovative idea to utilize stories the pfp pieces and um gamifying the reading activity and so that that's basically in a nutshell what Storyverse is doing wow I did not realize, uh, I didn't realize who Turk was, but I think I understand who Turk is now. That's pretty cool. Um, that was my big wow, but you said so many things that were a big wow there. Absolutely love it. Um, and your experience with Storyverse, it's been so fun to 
watch that unfold and to see your enthusiasm grow with it. I mean, I remember when you took those first meetings and it's, it's just, I was like, Oh, is this going to be another one of those projects that's flash in the pan? It shows up and then it's gone. Nope. It has not been. It sounds like it's just gotten bigger and better all along the way. I can't wait to see your story. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's really, it's really an experience um, writing and doing these different things. And I really feel like, if we go back to our, our premise of freedom of creation, that this is one of those freedoms because I'm writing things I've never written before. And it's really just amazing. And so I, I just can't wait for all the, all the writers to come, come in, come try. It's like, you just get to go from Island to Island and try all these amazing things. And so I can't wait. I can't wait for people to come. You know, I actually, I own a character pass. Uh, when Storyverse came along and I, and I saw those show up, I was like, oh, I got to get one. I didn't even know what it was, didn't know what to do with it. Still don't. But one of these days when, uh, when I don't have a hundred other things to do, my plan is to dive into it and see what I can do with that thing. Yeah, you definitely should. You definitely should because now's the, now um, there's lots of hands-on, there's lots of interaction, there's lots of, lots of um learning and building and so it's really a great time to be involved okay we've just got a few more minutes i'm gonna actually uh skip past uh the refashion section which actually we had an amazing edward uh i hope i'm sorry edward uh came and contributed an article with quanta this time so hopefully we can get both of them on next week to talk about that. So I'll skip past that and I'll briefly touch on a couple of little pieces that I put in uh, this issue. The first one is about Broadside and Broadside has been an amazing project to be part of. Like what they did was they essentially took a lot of, um, a lot of CCO characters that were really popular things by X copy and, and other artists that have done really well in the space. And they created these, you know, these PFPs essentially, but that wasn't what I got excited about with broadside. It launched in November 22. And what I got excited about was they decided they, they were going to do something interesting. They were going to do like, like people do with kids books where you could basically have a, a generic book and you put the kids names into the generic book, but they did it with the PFPs. So they named all the PFPs that they created 10,000 of them. And if you own the PFP, you would get these free drops of the chapters of a novel that they wrote. And the, you know, it's created by uh, Victor Meldrew, Matt Mason, and Charlie Stratford Rex. And so they wrote this novel and they released the chapters one at a time. And just last month, they finally allowed you, if you had all the chapters, you could burn your book, you could get a, an edition with the name of your PFP unique. So a unique edition of this novel is dropped to you for, well, basically you had to burn the chapters in order to get the completed novel. And if you had chapter zero, you were able to get it, you know, inscribed basically like, you know, mine says, Hey, vagabond in it. Um, so anyway, broadside really cool. If you haven't seen that collection, I, I really highly recommend that you look at it. This was the, the literary issue. So we're focused on that. The other big article that I wrote was about planet quest and planet quest has been just this amazing thing to watch. Um, I own a couple small pieces. Again, it's one of those projects that is so big that I just haven't had the time to give it the proper attention it deserves and to become involved in it. But what it is, is it's this huge, epic, galactic odyssey that spans worlds. They create new planets. They created an algorithm. Their art director is like 
this really amazing guy who uh, who has put all this together. And the whole team is pretty amazing. If you haven't checked out Planet Quest, again, we're running out of time, so I'm not going to go too deeply into it. But essentially, they've created this universe that you get to help create. And it has textures, it has planets, there's gaming involved, there's all of this stuff that's involved with Planet Quest. Um, so I'm rushing too much on explaining this stuff. Maybe we can talk about these another time in a little more detail. I do want to open it up to you guys. Anything anything else that you guys would like to share before we close out this, this edition of BMGM in a couple minutes? I think just inviting everybody to come join our Discord, come be part of the conversation, and come come be part of the Web3 lifestyle with us. Yeah, right on. I mean, you know, this this is a great group of friends. So even if you you aren't in the NFT space, if you know you're curious, you're skeptical of Web3, just come hang out with us. It, it, it's a good time, good group of people. Let's come create together. Um, you you don't need to be a DGen to to be in this space. Uh, don't miss out. Indy, anything you'd like to share before we uh, head out into the wild blue yonder of Labor Day? Yeah, like enjoy reclaiming your own labor. <laughs> like welcome to, it's a hard world, but like we set the terms. So let's go. Man, I just love you. I, I swear, dude. Someday I'm just going to give you this big hug, man. I might even give you a big kiss on the cheek because you are an awesome individual. I'm so glad you joined us today. Um, so next week, hopefully, we'll have Odd Writings on to talk about his curation of the Burst Burst, which you'll also find in the latest issue. If you can't wait to hear from him, don't, don't forget to look at Refashion and also at The Squad. And don't worry, Baldism and Bald Jesus, they still have a place in Vagabond Magazine. We've we parted ways. I wrote a, a very fun, uh, you know, celebrity divorce notification um, about us parting ways, but uh, but it's definitely amicable and friendly. So that's all I got for you guys. Much, much love to all of you. Um, and thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this thing that we all love and are passionate about. And you just want to open your mic and say whatever. We'll close it out in a minute or so. But we might have just a minute of silence. But knowing you guys, I doubt it. Much love, everyone. See you next time. Take care, y'all. Have a good week. Peace.